Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here is a performer. Yeah, and Dr. Tom is a psychiatrist. <laughs> hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race, Race All Star 7. 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, no. 7, Now it's not the time. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT podcast. Clang. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the live podcast review recap show of RuPaul's Drag Race currently doing All Stars 7 um, you're here with your amazing host Bolo <laughs> the, the one and only performance critique master and the media self-proclaimed no one says that just him and then we've got Dr. Tom here <laughs> social media mogul mediocre Instagram people, people who steal your looks no don't start your... on that someone called them out we're not going to name <laughs> okay we're not going to even go in there but thank the lord who no. was it just let's give the name of the the queen who called them out that's all well, I just want to know the Instagram name, Tom. You don't need to. First of all, I want to tell you this. There's been an Instagram page that has been posting exactly the same post that Dr. Tom's been putting up like a day after. <laughs> like literally after Tom posts it. I really then, don't want Tom, to create they have done drama. it. They have done it in order. Like you put up a post, then they put up it. You put up a post, then they put up their post. And there's two. Co- the first two times I was like, okay, maybe it's coincidence. The fifth time i was like oh come off it tom they are literally copying your post now who was this queen this 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 delivered queen who called them out on their page i'll use their first name it's a lovely lady called essay i hope i'm pronouncing that right um what <laughs> i don't want you creating this drama to no be frank. the drama was created when they no, stole you no, no listen we're not gonna- linda there's people now who are like, oh yeah, so there's drama, but we're not going to name names. But there, there's a there's a page who's been doing it a lot longer than I have. Before before we talked to the Instagram, I discovered them fairly soon after that they do something of a similar thing with side by sides. I will say their knowledge of fashion is far superior to mine. I believe it's probably their profession. Um, they um, they they focus a lot more on. Um, queens wearing couture wearing actual high fashion and they talk about red carpet stuff and they never use pop culture references so i do think there's always a bit of a difference um and um they're a wonderful page i don't follow them because i never want to be accused of copying but i do check in every so often to make sure they've not posted what i'm going to post first um because i don't want to look like i'm copying <laughs> well, they have no problems copying. Well, no, no, no. What I will say is that the past few references have Tom, been quite obvious ones. Say their ones. name. No. Say their no, name. No, no, no. The past few references have been quite obvious ones, but but people are starting to spot a few similarities. And someone called them out. And I'm, I was so glad to see that. I, I like, don't know Tom. if I say it's necessarily a listener because there are some people I do know who follow the page but don't listen to the podcast. But What? Block them. <laughs> Why are they still on your page, Tom? Block them. How dare they? If you're on the damn um, Instagram page, you best be listening to us what, it's what, particularly why? about jinx's look um which uh i didn't clock it right away last week but then she posted it and she says alexander mcqueen is bad it's like oh wow sarah band collection definitely floral ethereal i get it i posted that about a week ago well, not a week ago i guess five days ago and yeah appeared on their page like yesterday but i was i was, I was going through explorer and it popped up on, or Discover, or whatever you call it on Instagram. I was like, oh, there's there's my post. Great. It's on Explorer. And it's like, oh, that that's not my post. <laughs> that's not the name of my Instagram page. No, I'm not trying to... Uh, I'm just going to keep being me. I'm not going to put negativity out into the world. I'm not going to feed into drama. 
Okay. Well, um, <laughs> you know, you're bigger than most, Tom. I'm just going to keep doing um, what we're already you doing. You do you. You do you. You do you. I'll do me, babes. So I'll do me. So, so, as I was saying, Dr. Tommy is a social media mogul, um, influencer, <laughs> influencer to other fashion pages, <laughs> um, and, and uh, psychiatrist. Uh, psychiatrist. Allegedly, allegedly. What does that mean, Tom? I don't know. I'm just always a bit like... Oh, it's funny. Oh, you're so British. I know. I say things that I'm not even. I'm not even something and I'll say I am there because, <laughs> because, I, because I am not British. <laughs> because it's all about selling yourself, Tom. Okay, you got to sell it. You got to sell it. I have never had that tendency. We're at the halfway point. We're at episode six of All Stars we season are. seven. Now mm-hmm. let's just have a quick recap on recap. the last episode. The last recap. Um, so the last episode we had the comedy kind of like roastish type challenge, but it was more of like a, a graduation speech, speech twist. And, yeah, yeah. And um, so we had the winners of that being Raja and Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. The thing is, they got two. St- Stars to give away, and that's kind of where we left that to start the episode. Now, want going into keep, the episode here, want to distribute before we get into the episode. I, I I remember saying last time what I would have done with two stars. For example, if me and you were on the show and we mm-hmm. both won the challenge, I would just say, "Why don't we just give a star to each other? We deserve two stars because." We are the solar system. What I'd have done is I'd have made that pact with you, let you give me one star, then I'd have given the star to someone else. What would you do if I said that to you and then you said first, I'm giving my star to Paolo and then I said, thank you, I'm going to give my star to Jinx. So then that way I'm the only one with three stars. Would, would you like, hate me? Would you be angry? Be honest. Would you be angry at me? Yeah, if you'd broken a pack. And I'd be going, but I'd, I'd know exactly who you are then. Oh, and then you're I'd that girl I knew you were. Yeah, you're that girl I knew. You're that girl I'd I knew you were. I'd be all the more determined to win and block you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But anyway, who would you... Now that, for example, if they can't give the stars to each other, mm-hmm. who would you... Who do you think the girls should give the star to? Before we find out who they've done it, you know, what they've done... Who would you give it to? Well, I guess there's a few ways of reasoning with it, but my one easy answer is Evie. But I would give it to her, and, and, and I think it's, it's a really condescending. <laughs> that's the thing. It's a good. She's got no wounds. Well, it's a good thing to do in several ways. I think you just got to frame it correctly. The way I see it is that, like, from a purely strategic point of view, you want to minimise giving somebody else a second star, and Evie's the only option there. Yep. However. Evie's been doing great. She just hasn't won a star. And that's how I'd frame it. I'd be like, you know, you've 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 edged into the top and just missed out on the top two a few times. And I think you deserve this. So it's not patronizing. She's done enough good work cumulatively so far. I think so, that yeah. she deserves it. I mean, her performance is the big bad wolf. Yes. I mean, she was funny. the only one who was in both of the um the ex, remember? She was, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. speech last week was good. It was good, yeah. It was a copy of Twilight, and it's <laughs> Twilight. Uh, Twilight. 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 <laughs> Come on, Moira. And then we got uh, her runways have been great. Her, her runways, runways have been really good. That's why that's I'd put that emphasis on it. She's so imaginative. Absolutely. Last week she was stunning. Not in- just not just what she walked in the runway, what she wore for the lip sync. Yeah. That beautiful, colourful yeah, I think she won the lip sync just sitting in there and just singing along. The prince in the turquoise. It was beautiful. Turquoise. Turquoise. This this bowl of turquoise embellishment just spoke to me. <laughs> she said Cher <laughs> and Michelle. Um, so yeah, but she, there are several reasons to give it to Evie without patronising her. Okay, and who would who do you th- and the other, and the other star should go to who? Well, why don't you go first on this one? Okay, so. Yes, I think Evie should be given the star because she doesn't have one. And um, I just, 
Do you know that Rita Darian Lake had for Adore? Mm-hmm. Adore Delano. <laughs> I'm going to say this very slowly so that you I'm can doing the face. understand. I'm doing the face. You're dumb. <laughs> I feel like that's Evie getting the star is kind of. You know, it's there, like that. Hi, hi, welcome to the All Winners Club. You're not one so far. So here's a start. It's, it's an amazing cast, and someone has to be the last one to get one. I know it's charity, but mm. let's let's be honest. I gladly would welcome any charity in that case. I do not care. The winner gets two hundred. How much? Two hundred thousand? Does it? Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. I give me all the charity you can. I I have no shame. Charity case. Yeah, yeah, and then the other, the other one, who would the other queen who I feel should get the star Mm -hmm. should be Trinity the Tuck, and I'll tell you why because Trinity is the only queen who, besides Jinx, but Jinx can't give it to herself, who has been blocked when she's won, so she deservedly has missed out on us. She deserves a star. Because she hasn't got one when she won it, when she won that week. So I feel yeah. like, to be fair, Trinity should be given the star to reward her for that. But at the same time, if there's a queen out there who's got a star and still won and, and not received one, they are a threat. Definitely. So then the other way of looking at it is, well, do I give it to someone who I know is actually... Cl- Trinity is killing this competition. Trinity is very good at drag race. Trinity is, apart from being an amazing drag queen, is amazing drag race queen. Yeah, yeah. There it is. She is an amazing drag race queen. Mm-hmm. So then, at the same time, I would be a bit scared to That's give it to thing. her. I'll so, be scared so, because I know she's going to do well somewhere along the line. I think and- your line of thought was very noble then, and sure give it to someone who really deserves it, who's maybe missed out yeah. or who you think, oh, they should have had their second star by now. But by doing that, you're potentially giving it to a queen who'll become the first to get their third star and leapfrog past you. Mm, there it is. So the other rationale that I think you were wandering onto then is give it to a girl who you think... Um, is in a threat. Well, the way I'd phrase it is, has got her strongest challenges out the way, you know? So the first one that springs to mind... So therefore, is in a threat. Well, the way I see it is kind of like what's coming up now more common. Tom, let's cut to the chase. Jada. Well, the only reason I'd say that is because like Jada's an amazing designer and she rightfully won the ball. Um, in her season, she did also win an improv challenge, but that's been and gone now. And she won the... No. N- Wait. Well, she won You Don't Know Me, didn't she? Yeah. That was one of her wins. So a performance challenge. You don't know me. She you could think you know she could me. surprise and and you know she could use those talents to put because she does have amazing stage run. Remember the Madonna Ruse, of course, she was amazing in that as well. She was sick. So don't don't count her out, but I guess like you've got queens like Shay, Monet, Trinity, who are more well known to be well rounded powerhouses. Who do the same thing and do it slightly better. Let's be real. Now now I must say that Jada is an, an amazing performance, amazing star, amazing drag queen, but at the end of the day, when there's someone else in the same room mm-hmm. who does what you do but can do it a bit better, you're no you're no longer that much of a threat. And what we're the, trying the to issue do is, was that yeah. Jada's in a room with other really strong performers and not just really strong, amazing. She'll never vocally be better than Jinx. She'll never vocal and, and then there's and then there's 
People Four like Manet. Manet, who, Manet, oh, Manet is, is a powerhouse. She is professionally trained. You'll never know her from the people are here, they got the cousins. <laughs> You'll never know, but she is a really good singer. I don't know what you're talking Shay. about because that was a perfect example, perfect like, showcase for talent. It's not me saying that Jade is not a star, is it that there are other, there are other queens in there who, are, who have that stardom factor plus one? It's just the way you now, phrase it, isn't it? The other way of getting it is that, okay, yay. You can either give it to someone who's a threat, like Trinity, or you can give it to someone who doesn't, who isn't a threat. And then, at, at, then I would say, who is in a threat in this cast at the moment? It looks like Evie Oddly, and then Jada. Evie Oddly because she has a one year, but Jada because I think Jada is the recent winner. So she hasn't been around long enough for us to see what she does outside. Remember, That's what it is. season 12 hasn't had a tour. So we yeah. haven't yet got moments to really see what else she's bringing. Yeah, she can do fashion. We see that every every blooming week we she see fashion. Brings it but we every haven't, we haven't season 12 haven't toured yet. We haven't seen what else she has. And so we kind of did it for myself. In my opinion, I would probably give it to Jada because at at this stage, I don't see her threatening my position as the winner. The other possibility as well is um, an alliance or a friendship of some kind. So if Jinx or Raja feel that they've built a friendship with somebody, they might give it to their friend. Yeah. Somebody has been kind to them. Like, you know, Trinity helping Jinx with her dress, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Monet for doing the order of play, which she, she was really very, very Count, conscious of. She was, very, she was very carrying on. Counting she was on carrying that. on it. Okay, cool. We'll see that. Let's see. Okay, so the girls are back in the room. Back in the room. Yada, yada, yada. Getting back to it. Um, RuPaul asks Raja and Jinx, who are you giving your other star to? Mm-hmm. So Raja gives hers to Evie. As we Literally what we said. And then Jinx gave her star to Jada. Now, let's just talk about this because... One of our hypotheses. Because, yes, because we said that we would give it to Trinity out of fairness, but she's such a threat, so you wouldn't. However, I did say quite outright that I would give it to Jada because at this stage, she doesn't seem like a threat. Do you think that Jinx gave it to her for that reason? She framed it as giving it to her because she's an ally and a friend. They all However, allies. They are all friends. The, I saw Jada's response as she received it, and I think Jada thought something like, "Right, okay, well, you kind of see me as kind of needing a star, a bit like Evie." Jada didn't seem she was she was her pleasant self, but she didn't see over. It seemed overjoyed. Yeah, she wasn't like, "Yes, thank you, thank you so much, Jinx." Yes, so I do think there was a vibe of kind of. Again, putting myself in Jinx's shoes, not negatively ju- judging Jada as a queen, but like like it was some kind of backhanded compliment. That it was really condescending. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how she took it. Let's be real. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. So now we have two queens with two stars. That's Jinx and Jada. Mm. Everyone else now has one star. Yes. The Maxi Challenge this week. Now, we've got to rewind to the year 2000. Wow. Well, we were both alive then. I, I was, yeah, I was I just, was, I was just alive. <laughs> I was just there. 15. D2000, I was 12? I was 15. I was 12? We were both in secondary school anyway, and, you know... Or 11. I was 11 turning 12. Reset. Let, let me ask you, who were you listening to in the year 2000? In the year 2000? The, the year 2000, 
for me mm-hmm. was Britney Spears, mm-hmm. Disney's Child, mm-hmm. Boys to Men, In Sync, Backstreet Boys, Very Christina dark. Aguilera, um, those those EVE, um, mm-hmm. Lil Kim. Yes, um, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was the um. Oh, town. It was Spice Girls. It was um. Spice Girls had fizzled out by then. It was All Saints. Never ever have ever. Even they might have broken up by two thousand. The the wave of girl bands there was, Girls Loud were formed just after the year two thousand. Okay, you say fizzle out. Their music was still playing. And for uh, those of us... They for those, exactly so, so, sorry, I'm so sorry. For those of us who, you know, probably couldn't afford cable, who relied on the cassette tapes given to us by people and friends, and the repeats on MTV, this is all we had. Sorry, I picked Tom. up on the pointedness of your comment. Well, then, I didn't grow up eating gold and have a flying pony. We didn't have sorry. cable, as you call it, either. We just had standard TV and the radio and cassettes and CDs. So we just had satellite you can keep, and global uh, domination polo. I don't can, know why you, can you keep think... your reverse knobbery to yourself for five minutes. I'm just minutes, trying to actually. tell you what I remember. Yeah. But um... thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you. Um, oh, Westlife, Boyzone. I mean these this is what was on the radio. I was actually listening to Madonna's music album at that time heavily on repeat. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, very much the people in the charts were Destiny's Child, Britney, Christina, NSYNC, um, very that, very yeah. that. And the fashions were very much of the era. We had low-rise jeans, jeans with a nice top. That was that was the style. I mean, I remember, yeah, when I think about the year 2000, I think about pencil-thin eyebrows. I think about... Very much that. Was was that the era of the big belts? No, that was later on, wasn't it? Was it was around that time still, like, cinch, cinch with a big belt. Well, actually, no, that was, like, later because... That was later, that sil- was later. The silhouette in 2000 was, was very, very pencil. Athletic. Everything was well, very pencil. kind of athletic, um, kind of straight up and down. Yeah. Um, Ass lo- was not a thing. No. That, a, that, waists that, were low. I remember having having an ass was like you were mocked for it. Well, J-Lo popularized it and J-Lo was notable for having a, a Was it J-Lo was a Rihanna? J-Lo was pre-Rihanna. And I, J-Lo was the first person I remember, and I'm going to put this in inverted commas, having a big bottom because obviously she's tiny and petite and doesn't really have a big bottom at all. Um, but she popularized having a, a more voluptuous okay. figure in that sense. But she's still actually really, when you look at it, quite but athletic. But so did Beyonce. Yeah, well, young Beyonce's figure no, was quite different to Beyonce no, later. When young Beyonce hit puberty later on um, in the early noughties, there were so many articles attacking her, saying, oh, she's got fat, she's got too much hips, she's got too much ass, she's got too much... And then she wrote this. That's why she wrote Bootylicious. Well, she wrote Bootylicious because she's like, well, as my, you know, yeah, her body's Bootylicious. I'm like, I'm, I'm a growing woman. This is my body. Part of what we're talking about here is the really toxic attitudes of the time towards women's bodies. I mean, there are still toxic attitudes towards women's bodies. But back then, it was, it was the kind of atmosphere that really promoted eating disorders. It was very, very focused on skinny um, yeah. as, as an aesthetic. You know, it, we- this is... Um, shortly after this, we had the rise of kind of, you know, Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, the Olsen right. twins promoting... In- Anorexia. 
let, let's call a spade a spade, yeah. a, a, a physique that could only be achieved through having an eating disorder. I remember really. a girl, I want to say her name, her name was Siobhan. Mm-hmm. I remember a girl telling me, because we were both trying to lose weight, but I was trying to lose weight because I was fat. She was already skinny trying to lose weight. So we're all like, she was always talking about the gymming. She says, I, me- I remember that she said to me, her goal was so that you could see her spine. You know those those that, that spine. That's really bumps? sad. She goes, that's her goal. She wants to see spines, and I that has never left me. When someone said that, I was like, oh my god, that's this for me. I'm gonna be real. That's disgusting. Well, but then I remember at the same time. Who was around? Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton. These are the queens that. These are the girls that we were like. I would. They're promoting the standards of beauty. I wouldn't personally like throw pejoratives around like disgusting, but I do think I do. It does make me feel sad and worried for your friend at that time, and I hope that she got the help that she needed. She's still quite. I I, I don't. She's a professional dancer now. Um, so good on her. It's another environment. That's yeah, not I was gonna. The, the, the issue disorders. was that she's a, she's a dancer now, and then you have to think about okay, there is a huge emphasis on it being slim and being skinny when you're a dancer. One of the things, whenever you show me videos by royal family, one of the things I like about them is more of a celebration of, of a wide range of different physiques. Whenever mm. you've showed it to me, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So. What I saw, I think about the Y2K, I think CD players. I think, mm. you know, when you used to hold the CD player, you know, when you see a bartender and they're carrying a tray of drinks, yes. that is how you would hold a CD player. You did not so want that to you, skip if you didn't want it skipping. Yeah. Do you remember those days? And if you I, had anti skip technology on oh, your CD, CD oh, you player? You were a bourgeois. You were a bourgeoisie. Oh, she got money. She got money. Absolutely. Um, I think highlights and the hairs. Chunky, chunky highlights, stripey. Yes. yes almost badgery highlights yeah. especially the blonde highlights Do you remember the for the guys frosted tips frosted tips poker straight hair as well hair straighteners straight 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 or fringe the fringe fringes were spiky and side swept they weren't often super blunt although they were sometimes low-rise jeans also wearing a dress over jeans was a thing i'm gonna call you out for this because i know that you've done this fashion um, what about the whole wearing a shirt with a sweater over? That was like totally my vibe. Um, <laughs> I knew it. For most, I knew it. Throughout my university career, when I like decided. You had a shirt and then you would put like a t-shirt over? That's, that was my thing. And oh I was actually, I was actually like known for that being my thing because I was oh. doing it before anyone else. And you were a fashion. I, you were a fashion, I discovered you? what hair straighteners were oh, and I, I used to layer either two t-shirts or two polo shirts one over the other or a t-shirt over a shirt and then i'd go to a club and i'd be sweating my tits off because i was wearing too many layers Ugh. but layering was key and i i could not wear fake layering because that just wasn't layering i remember layering fake... was a proper thing back then oh, as absolutely. Well. Yeah. absolutely but then but then fake layering came on where it was actually like no a, it was one sorry. shirt you either commit or you was... don't <laughs> sorry for some of us sure effect uh, we couldn't afford to have layers upon layers. We had to have the fake ones. Thank you very much. Um, I, when I think about the year 2000, I think about the Nokia. Like the Nokia and the yeah, Snake. Everyone was. Snake. Everyone had a Nokia phone and they're all playing Snake. And that was the coolest thing. And people thing. like, what's the top score in Snake? Yeah, that was, a, that was, was the thing. I, the I came to mobile phones really late as well, though. Like, my mum my was like always really like anti-progressive like progressive technology. So we did have Sky TV and we I didn't get a phone until after all my friends had had one. Um, so I came late to the party to that kind of thing. Um, 
I don't want to make my mum sound like an ogre. She was wonderful. I think, I think like denim but... dungarees with the, off the shoulder with one strap off or like denim skirts and ripped, ripped jeans. Oh my God, ripped jeans. Ripped jeans. Well, actually, we're kind of wandering a little bit more into my space, kind of almost emo-y subculture there because do you remember those giant jeans that dragged on the floor? That got yes. stained. Yeah, like skaters and emos would wear and goths. I I had that. Okay, that me. was you then. Um, was... Hoodies, hoodies were a thing then for the for the alternative kids. Okay, still are. Um, but I I think dungarees. I always think a little bit more. I think a little bit more salt and pepper. The um, maybe TLC rather than like Destiny's Child. Well, I would say it's a very hip hop. Very hip hop yeah. naughties. Yeah. So, sorry. Um. So anyway, yeah. So we do remember the noughties. Let's and go back to the. If all of these fashion things that we've just mentioned are not featured today, we'll be very disappointed. Yeah. Bitterly disappointed. Well, the the maxi challenge is the queens have to live out their Y two K girl group fantasies on a drag tastic tribute to MTV's TRL and TRL is Total Request Live. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, it's a girl group challenge, and the theme is the year two thousand. The the Y two K. Um, then there's, there's two songs. One of them has to do Together Forever, uh, which is, I don't, what was that? That was a, whatever. And group two <laughs> okay. had to do a breakup song, which was Titanic. Okay. So they need to write and record their own verses, create their own sickening choreography. They need to create their own girl group look and they're recording with Freddie Scott and Leland. Mm-hmm. They have to divide themselves into two groups themselves that they have to choose the they groups. They do. They now, do. When she announces that, Shay Kool-Aid says, because they're all in the lineup, Shay, and, and in the lineup, Shay's next to Raja and Monet and, and Evie. Shay goes, do you just want to split it this way? And Raja agreed. Now, I want to get into a little uh, ama- amazing discussion because mm-hmm. Raja goes to the group and says, hey, everyone, um, we, you know, we were just, when we were standing up there, we thought we'd put ourselves together in a group, me, Shay, Mane, and Evie. Um, what do you guys think? And the Vivian goes, you know what? I heard that. I'm not happy about it. You could tell from her body language at the time, she was very closed and looked really pissed off. Um, so then they're sitting down and I thought this was like a little bit of a return to the feisty Viv that we know. I think she's got a win under her belt. She's developed a level of comfort with these girls and she now feels that she can speak with confidence and express when she's upset about something. I guess what interested me was kind of, you know, Jinx and Jada um, didn't seem to be quite as annoyed by this situation as Viv was. Now that I was thinking of a few things. Girl Group Challenge was her only bottom two placement in UK one. So I think like Viv feels like she's got a lot hinging on this challenge. You're right. I want to break up. Bye bye. The other break up. Bye bye. Yes. The one that no one sings. The one that's not touring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't tour. It's only the other one. Only the Frock Destroyers the um, yeah. go tour, but not her one. Um, the other thing is. Don't that- dictate what I'm wearing. I'm the <laughs> Vivian. I mean, she was great in she it, but was great. she just, the choreography and the confidence. And That's that just, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was mysterious because she'd been such a powerhouse up until then. Absolutely. Um, the other things where it made me think about, oh, well, does the Viv have a little bit of sensitivity to feeling a bit undervalued or a bit rejected just in general? And then so that makes her feel particularly sensitive in this situation or that she didn't have control over the situation because the others made the decision. I guess we don't 
we don't really have much information to explore that with her. She's not here, unfortunately, for us to have a chat with. We'll pop down to her baggers later and see her, I'm sure. Um, but um, so, yeah, it's a bit mysterious, but I, w- I would think it's in one of those areas. I-, I would wager it's something to do with like her confidence is a bit shakier than usual this week. And so she's feeling more slighted than usual by this rejection. Could it go the other way and say that, you know what, because she hasn't been as confident. She's been playing a meek, oh, I've looked up to you in America, I've looked up to the American drag queens. Do you think now that she's got a win, she's like, okay, let's go. Oh, oh, right, oh yeah. Go. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. So... <laughs> To be honest, so in case the last five episodes you don't know this, I'm the Vivian. I'm the winner of UK and Europe. I am and Europe. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Earth. I'm the queen of Earth, and um, I shall speak now. I th- it could go that way that she thinks that. Okay, cool. Um, I do. Think, I've got to yeah. win now. I am on your level. I've realised. You know what? I've looked up to you, but actually, you're not better than me. I'm on the same playing field. I'm just as good yes. as you are. So therefore my voice is just as strong. I, so I am going to yeah. start speaking. It could go that way as well. Do you know what it reminded me of though? It reminded me of, first of all, I wanted to say this. Welcome back the Vivian. Yes. <laughs> this is, we this, love I've to see Feisty Viv. I've said it. We I've love said to it. see Feisty Viv. We've said it time and time again. I'm not mm-hmm. used to not seeing Viv be this confident, armor-plated um, drag queen drag who's queen, lethal. Yeah. That's the Vivian that we know from season Who one. cut her teeth on the main streets Liverpool. I mean, there it is. Yeah, and I was just so happy to um see this and for her. Not to you know, she's like you know. What? Not only is she back, she went for head honcho. She went for Shay and Raja. She you know, she's for- like you know when you go to prison, yeah. you, you don't beat up the weak guy. You look for the you look for the head honcho. You, she went straight to Raja. Yeah, I know you. You, you, you go shave number one. You go shave the muscle yes. daddy. I'm a yeah. Yeah. That's what she did. I'm like, you go right she, for his liver. Not only is the bad, with your sharpened she toothbrush, is, she's like, she's like, oh, okay, hi Raj. Um, all I know about you is uh, grey hair and fashion photo review. You know, <laughs> grey hair and a fashion photo review. I don't think <laughs> that's, what, that's what she's been straight for her. I was like, this is the bit I want. Second of all, it made me think of season six when mm. Dayla wasn't picked by Darianne. Yeah, now, I'm thinking does. Because Dayla thinks that she should have been in the group of Darianne because they're all the performers. Specifically for their version of a girl group challenge as well. Exactly. Yeah. It was their group challenge. She was mm. like, why didn't you, ch-? Dayla's like, why didn't you choose me? I'm talented. And it was the, um, it was the week of the, mm-hmm. the, um, the rap challenge. The rap challenge. Yeah. yeah. A door says it all. Ain't no need to try to force it. Look <laughs> but, at my body in this brand new corset. But dead, most memorably actually, big girl walking dead. down a sturdy street. <laughs> She's overthinking it. She's, Thinking about a sandwich. Darianne for All Stars 8. Absolutely. But that's what I was thinking. Like, Dayla said that because Dayla's like, hold on, I am an amazing performer. Why didn't you pick me? And let's be honest, for me, when if I had to choose a team, it would consist of Shay and Monet. Now, Shay and Monet were yeah. in the other group. So does the Vivian think, oh, hold up. You don't think I'm as good as you. You guys don't want me in your group. Because she, she, I think Vivian or, thinks that they've got the stronger queens. Or there's an undercurrent of, I'm actually worried about my performance this week and I want to be in the strong group. It could go both ways. Yeah. But yes, I mean, if we're talking about track records, Shay and Monet are the way to go. They're both top the first week, which, they, you know, we've kind of already had a girl group challenge once this season. But they've got a reputation so, for being safely, highly consistent. We've got stars, Shay. Yeah. Also in... Um, 
All Stars, five she won. Um, I'm in love. Yes. I'm in with Chad Big Bowl. So you're going to have to sing oh, yeah, them man. now, Who's okay? Who's my man? The mother took him back. Panther, what you going to do? He's Beautiful. Not, nah, nah, and he, and he, <laughs> like you've never seen. Yes. I'm his king and he's a king. Monet I'm thinking also. about what kind of life we'll lead. Huh? <laughs> Wakanda. Good line, that. That was. Um, Monet won. She won the. All Stars, four. Oh, um. Da, 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 da. Love. It's crazy, right? <laughs> Never they, ever they had a man, man love me. me, right? I mean, let's I mean, be real. Farah should have won Farah should have won that. Farah should have won that. That was an iconic She's performance. Farah. Farah. Farah should have won that. Farah should have won that. Farah should have won that. And her dancing. Everybody Oh, my God. Love. She was so memorable. Let's call it that. There it is. Let's. Let's. <laughs> let's just say let's that let's just say that uh, but Monet was fantastic in that as well she's got she's just she and Shay just have great charisma and yeah. performance presence when it comes to challenges like this it was good who else would you have chosen apart from Shay and Monet then had if you had I the had choice if I had to choose a group it would consist of Shay and Monet then I would have gone back to episode one and I would have been like and Jinx as well and Evie Jinx is a good choice, yeah, but personal Jinx. opinion, I wouldn't choose her for this girl group challenge because it's such a specific time and aesthetic that doesn't gel with her vibe. She may well do well, don't get me wrong. Well, she could have done an emo like... Um, she like, should like, do an emo. Like Dayla. Dayla did the It's a Cure That's a really Dani good Rao, idea. And it sucks. Remember how she... And she won that challenge for the All-Stars. Because um... the other thing I was listening to in 2000, apart from Madonna, was like Placebo and Marilyn Manson. So <gasps> Simple plan. We're simple plan and Green Day, the tr- early noughties. The thing is, I found Green Day too commercial. <laughs> I was that kid. <laughs> I was like, no, they're a bit too commercial for me. You were that kid. I was that kid. <laughs> says the Madonna fan of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. one of the best-selling artists of all time. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jinx, if she goes for a specific persona, can make this work, but you might not gel with the rest of the team. I'd go for Evie or Jada, actually. I'd go for Evie. Evie, uh, so memorable from uh, Queens Around the World. I mean, the oddly and oddly mm. enough. But it's just a little bit... Always little bringing little. something unique and quirky and such an amazing... Like presence on stage, and Jada was so good, and you don't know me. Yeah, but perhaps but less then let's memorable. Be, let's in, be um, real. Mm-hmm. She was on the same team as Aiden Zane, and um, who's the San Francisco Queen? Um, Rockham Sakura, who Rock'em got judged Sakura, really harshly. Sherry and, and Dahlia Sin. Dahlia Sin. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. It's not hard to stand out amongst those queens. I would argue there are at least two strong performances there for her to to compete against. Aiden was fine. Dahlia didn't really know what she was doing. Rockham was judged really harshly and was very funny. And Sherry, again, what I think about Sherry, was good in that challenge. Anyway, Jada was good. She Oh, and again, not quite a girl group challenge, but Madonna Rusical just sticks out of my mind just of what she's capable yeah, she of. Yeah. She was amazing. She was amazing. Uh, yeah, but I just... My pick would have been Shay, Monet, Evie and Jinx. Shay, Monet... Well, well, you're in that group, so you can only choose three. Well, then it's Shay, Monet and Evie. That's who I'd choose. Yeah, that's who me. I choose. That's who I would have gone with mm-hmm. if I'm looking about how they're going to split it. But I'm really happy that the verb spoke out. I'm, I'm glad that the verb has turned up. Yeah, I think she's like, okay, cool. 
I've um I think it's time I just let them know who I am. Yeah, um you might need a little reminder. Yeah. I'm not Vivian, I'm the Vivian. The Vivian, yeah. That's a mess the Vivian to you. The Vivian. Yeah. Um, so I think Jinx did what ex- exactly what I would have done. Jinx said, well, let's just first of all see who wants which song and then we'll go from there. So yeah. they kind of split them up quite well. And it's, they ended up being the queens who were doing the song Together Forever is Trinity, Shay, Manet and Raja. Mm-hmm. And then the other girls um, who were doing Titanic is Jinx, Evie, Vivian and Jada. The funny thing is that the other girls are called the other girls. It was and, funny. Um, Together Forever, who was Trinity, Shay, Manet and Raja, have called themselves um, Miss Emmy... M-S-T-R, Mr. Based on their initials. Based yeah. on their initials. Can yeah. I just just take a moment, like, Jinx is adorable in that situation. She was so diplomatic. Yeah. And, like, level-headed. Um, she was super lovely, and I think she really, really helped the situation. Um, fair play to Viv. She said her piece and got over it. And then I think she saw that she was with a great bunch of queens, and she was like, great, okay, we can make this work. This is fab. Yeah. And I think I think part of her was also like, well, actually, I don't need you. I don't need you to be good. We're going to make it work. With this team, before we go on to it, Mm -hmm. there's going to be rehearsals, the normal chit-chat, and then the final performance. We'll see where we go. Mm -hmm. But just going into it, knowing these teams, who is going to do better? The team, uh, team Mr. Consisting of, you know, um, Manet, Shay, Trinity, and Raja, or the other girls who are Jinx, Evie, Viv, and Jada? The smart money goes on any team that has... Who are you bidding on? The smart money goes on any team that has Shea Monet in it. Absolutely. I will say, though, Trinity's not got the most fantastic record with girl group challenges. But she's with Shay and Monet. She fades into the background with them. And Raja doesn't really have much experience with this kind of challenge. She only really did the um, that challenge where she did like a punk version of the RuPaul song in season three. That was like the only singing performance challenge. But she was really good in it. She... She was good. Win. She, she was really good. Who won that one? Um, the, um, the, non, the non-English speaking. Um, the, I love this drink. No, Jessica, Jessica Wilde. Wilde's in season two, darling. Oh, Bolo, calm down. Um, it wasn't Shada. It wasn't Alexis. Carmen went home. Shangela technically won for her scheming on that episode. <laughs> Vanilla? I don't remember. Think about Raja it. Raja might have won that one, actually. Maybe. Yeah. She might have won that one. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Because she can actually um, win the punk For theme. me, the winner is going to be Mister because they got a shame in a... And Trinity did okay in episode one. The... Make it go, ooh la la. So I thought that she was okay in that one. So maybe she, maybe she's changed it. Maybe she knows how to do it changed. now. Yeah, maybe she's got it. Maybe she's I mean, found rhythm. She's nothing if not a competitor and a learner. Yeah. She, she knows what the show demands from her. Mm. I will just say that things stick out in my mind like in... What was the one that wasn't Everybody Say Love? She was in the other group in All Stars 4. Um, she just she's what the super queen um, one no, two three four she walked yeah, the fashion when she hits the floor Five. my favourite and then like um, category is she kind of wasn't the strongest she in was the weak link in category is in her season the nine the one that wasn't everybody say love was um, uh, the super queen no um, uh, the one with like she was in the same group as Manila and Gia and Valentina and Latrice um, don't funk it up yeah 
She was uh, not. She was okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's see. Yeah. Let's, let's watch a bit more. Okay, so we're going to go group by group. We're doing the Mexi Challenge. We've just seen MSTR, Mr. Titanic, featuring Shea Kule, Manet, Trinity, and Raja. Just uh, before we get into the individual bits, can I just make a little comment about the overall sound and styling? Yeah. Just from my opinion, as somebody who was alive at this time, um, to me... The sound was a bit less Y2K, sort of 2000, more late naughty synth pop. It felt very post-Gaga, something that Rihanna would have been doing maybe late in the noughties. David Guetta? Um, or, or before that era? Um, Red One? Or... Um, like, come Mr. DJ... like Suburbia, that kind of vibe. Something like from late... Disturbia. Yeah, Disturbia, yeah. For late late in the um, Good Girl Gone Bad era, that kind of thing. Okay. Or the Saturdays could have done this if it was in the UK. Oh, right, okay. Um, <clears throat> the styling visually as well. I think all the girls look beautiful in their dance costumes. I'd say this exactly what we were talking about earlier. The silhouette was a bit off. It was a modern silhouette. It was very high waisted. I know they're drag queens. And they've got to nip their waists in and um, show off their hips and stuff. Yeah, the only one who got the silhouette right to me was Raja because she went for a drop waisted um, sparkly dress, something that Paris Hilton could have been wearing at that time. You know, Raja was alive. She was a working girl. <laughs> she did say during, she, she doesn't during, remember any exact, of it, but. Exact, she, she was knows alive, the 2000s. The 2000s was her time. <laughs> she doesn't remember it, but her instincts told us to go yeah. for this dress. Muscle um, memory, muscle memory. The rest of the girls are beautiful, but they all had very much high-waisted, nipped-in silhouettes rather than the straight up and down um, kind of drop-waisted silhouette we talked about earlier. I agree, but like Shea Coulee's wig. Her, that That's wig, perfect. That is perfect. That, that is absolutely the 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 thick highlights. Over straightened, chunky highlights. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. And also, I feel like um, Monet. That's very lift, um, Lisa Left Eye Lopez TLC. The hair, yeah, yeah. the hair, yeah. It's only the hair, and then um, and I couldn't see Left Eye wearing that outfit. Could you? She'd have worn low jeans and a bra top. Yeah, what if I was more cover up, wasn't she? Or she'd have had a baggy jacket. Like Maybe I'm thinking more Aaliyah, actually. Aaliyah would have had bra top, low rise jeans or leather pants or chaps or something, and a baggy coat. Now, let's talk about this, the song Titanic. Uh, for me, the standouts were Manet. I mean, like, I don't have to even say it. Shay and Manet standouts. Manet, I mm-hmm. mean, she sung her verse. She was, she just choreography perfect she yes. is someone if you're having if, if you're a choreographer and you had her come in and you know you were doing her her and her backup dancers she's she'll be some a delightful totally. um, person to, to to teach and to train because she's got it you just got to tell her what steps to do and she'll add in her flavor but she'll always do it so she's like a choreographer's yeah. dream in that sense so is shay kool another choreographer's dream like they'll just come in they'll know what to do and they'll pick up the steps quickly yes their verses were great manet's got such a good voice i love that she took the octave up shay's got a and, great voice as well yeah but well yeah but just focusing on manet okay and the rehearsals were they took it down the octave i mean that's she is a bass singer she has said it before that's what she's trained in an opera but i love that she took it up there were no cracks um and 
I mean, I, I was saying that in the rehearsals, what you notice when she goes up the octave, she does sing a bit more nasally, but nasally mm-hmm. in the good way, because when you're trying to go higher, that is the sound. You're trying to bring the sound forward and trying to bring in here into your kind of in your nasal. So the next exercise that you have to do called the because you're trying to bring the sound up to mm-hmm. the front and it helps you get the to, to thin out your vocal folds to get the highest sound and she did that so I, I I love that she took it up the octave Shea Coulee's verse when she mentioned the CD skipping I was that like was very, that very is good. what the 2000s yes. if I could sum up we are talking about it just two minutes ago if I could Shea sum up the year 2000 it was trying it was you know it was going for a run with um trying to go for a run with a cd player holding it so still and even um, being on a bus if the bus went over too many bumps your cd starts skipping crazy times and if you had anti what time to be alive if you had anti-skipping girl you had money you were yeah royalty you had you had you had friends yeah you had that friend i I remember the people who had it i was like oh my gosh (laughs) and that yeah it was just like I agree with you that Shea and Monet felt like the stars of this group. They just have this effortless charisma and effervescence on stage. This is a perfect challenge for them. Um, just one more thing while it's in my brain as well, production-wise. This felt a bit post-Timberland, you know, when he was producing everybody's stuff yeah. in like the mid to late noughties. He was doing Nelly Furtado, Justin Timberlake, Madonna. And it's, it's got that, do you remember Man Eater by Nelly Furtado? Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of rhythm to it. Okay. Yeah. So again, that's why it felt like more of a late naughty sound to me. Okay. Um, I want to say that Trinity wasn't as, Trinity for me reverted back to the Trinity of season nine in yeah. terms of the flow, in terms of like the impact, in terms of how it just wasn't there for me. And I apologize for saying that. It just, and I there was something, it was a bit like, she was. She had this kind of like cry. Look, there's something that she does where she tries to force humor, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. the humor, like she was, she was trying to force humor and and kind of acting like a baby and being whiny and and all that. And the difference between her who forces humor and Jinx who doesn't is that Jinx does it quite naturally, and it's not like it, it doesn't like. It's, it's like I mean, like Justin Fox, you know, it does, you don't demand attention, you command it, mm. uh, or command versus demand. She's not commanding, or the the humor doesn't come to her. She she's trying to force the funny, and and, and it's just not real, and it's and it's mm. it's borderline for me cringe. What what I'd say is I'd qualify it a little bit is that Trinity's capable of being really really funny in other scenarios like Snatch Game and stuff yeah, like that, but- scripted acting challenges. But in this situation, it sounds like she's never really found her identity in, in a girl group challenge. Like Shay and Monet slip into it and they know what they're doing. Absolutely. And they're immediately identifiable. Trinity's tried out different characters over the years and none of them never quite took. I admire her effort in this yeah. situation. She's really, really trying, I can tell. And part of me, I, I did chuckle a little bit at some of the kind of like whiny cry stuff. Clearly, it didn't appeal to you quite as much. No, but it's just... I, it, it, she, she fell into Shane Monet's shadow a little, Daffo. It was just like... I like Trinity the best. In, in episode one, the um, 
body for days. Make it say, oh, la, la, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Something like that, 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 that rhythm, that flavor, that side of Trinity in the singing challenge. I like, I even like the one, two, three, four. She walks the fashion when she hits the floor. I like mm. that, da, 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 da. <laughs> I feel me. like for me, it fits in more with who I think she is. But when she's she trying, truer to her persona, yeah, yeah. when she's trying to be the, the funny. Um, it's, it's like you know when someone's told you when someone's laughed at a joke that you've said one time mm-hmm. and then you think that you're a comedian and then you <laughs> and then you try to be a comedian because that one person told you a joke mm. when it you know it was just probably that one time and that one scenario <laughs> you were funny and every time else it doesn't work I feel like ever since she was told that she was funny in season 9 we stood that I like speed too and that act she's like oh I'm funny I'm gonna do that but the thing so is, it's, it's almost it's like not, she's applying it without judiciousness yeah, at times. It's just yeah. not okay. it's not effortless, it's not natural, it's not not the same way that like you'll get laughs from the Viv- the Vivian or the laughs from Jinx or the laughs from Alaska or laughs mm. from you know this it's just, it's just it doesn't flow. In it this scenario, well qualified. Yeah. yeah. She's an amazing queen, but I just feel like in this in this verse it was not a strongest this moment girl group challenge for me it wasn't now raja for me um kind of faded in the background um but because i from her verse what i remember is her model walking to the right then model walking to the left posing model walking to the other side it was just so much so much time of the performance was given to transitions in and walking from uh, across the stage mm. that she didn't really sit there and just give me a bam a moment I think like her moment was the jokey Titanic with the jewel. Lucy Lou, the Lucy Lou in moment. No, she was throwing throwing the jewel into the ocean. Hmm. I don't get the Lucy Lou reference. Sorry. Which it was in her rep. Oh no! But what I mean is, is when when you know when. Uh, I think it was kind of like in the outro we bit, the other three girls were like holding her and she was leaning over. Okay. I thought that was like a funny moment that gave her a moment to shine. All right. I mean, well, first of all, we've only just seen this once through, so maybe things that um, have missed. We're trying to give our first impressions. Her verse wasn't as memorable as the other girls, but her styling was my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. She's we, because she knows the noughties. We did notice if anybody was a little bit off in the group choreo, it was probably Raja. Yeah, and they um, they did a good job at saving her. With the cameras. Um, but there was this one movement that I don't feel was very girl groupy, which was the Titanic, da, 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 love for you. And then they rocked to the left, rocked to the right, da, 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 Titanic. And then they did this kind of like elbow hit to the side mm. with their arms, left arm and right arm. For me, that wasn't really a girl group move that... It was so off mm-hmm. for me. It was a bit too aggressive. But there was one time where Raja was doing the wrong move during that. And she was kind of like walking, stepping forward and flowing. Yes. And that felt to me more of a girl group naughty. So even though she got the choreography wrong, when I saw her do that, I'm like, that made more sense. Maybe that was fully that. intentional. It's intentional That's because the power she's of like, Russia. she's like, I was dancing in the clubs <laughs> in the noughties. I know the movement we were doing. So yeah, that's it. The uh, power of Roger. Shall we have a look at the other queens? I'd love to. Okay, together forever. The other girls. The other together girls. Together forever. 
I gotta say, <laughs> I mean, you're loving it, and I gotta say, from the outset, the sound of this song was very distinctly late nineties, early noughties. Max Martin was producing everything. It, this could have been a Britney song, could have been Backstreet Boys, could have been. I was sync. getting in sync. It's gonna be me. It's very that. Yeah, I yeah. was getting there. It's, it was. It's, it's got it's... a really distinctive, like chugging rhythm and kind of instrumentation. It's very of the time. Um, in terms of like styling. Um, probably a bit better than the other girls. One thing they all got bang on was the eyebrows. Yeah, the, the pencil. pencil thin. The Although pencil Shay thin. did do it in, in, on on the other team, but the pencil thin eyebrows from the early noughties. We didn't do bushy back then. We didn't do full. We did pencil thin. And if you were risque, you'd be one of the girls who would shave off the eyebrows and tattoo. Oh wow! Did you ever see that? There was such a big thing in New Zealand. The girls would like tattoo the eyebrows, and some girls would even tattoo lip liner. That wasn't really big in my school, <laughs> i got to say. Was... Nobody was tattooing anything. <laughs> I mean, I was from South Auckland. You're from South Auckland, <laughs> Those not from North Auckland, Auckland would know. I was from the South. Is that the wrong I side of the I think one time I saw someone with tattooed eyeliner, just letting you know. That's amazing. That, I mean... And I admire their commitment. I just want to say that I already preferred this group. The song was just much more catchier, much more of the era. And it was just, it was just, yeah, it, it appealed I to agree. me a bit more. And I want to say for me, the Vivian was amazing. The She's Vivian really, was great. Really she started off and she was just bang, superstar, that girl group, uh, that, you really know, that, that she was that girl. She was that girl. I knew she's she that was. that girl that we, knew, that we do know she is. What I enjoyed was that you could hear her, you know, we know she's got great pipes. We could hear that in the chorus, but in her actual verse, she chose not to show that off, went for more of a comedic delivery. Like, I mean, she sounded great, but like, it was like this deliberate sort of off kilter vibe. I think the theme was taking the piss. Yes, but I admire... Except I, for Jada, who was taking the shit. <laughs> she was taking a... Th- yes, you're right. Very good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. <laughs> Are you okay, Tom? Yeah. I just didn't like your joke. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Um. <laughs> thank, thank you. For those who don't know, her whole verse was about... It was poopy. Sh- poop. Poopy. Poopy. Poison. <laughs> poopy Poison. She was singing about Poopy Poison. Um, no, but yeah, Viv was great. I, I thought she was hilarious. Who else stood out for you? Um, I also want to, I think I want to see Jada. Her verse was just so yeah. clever. The lyrics and everything was just really good. Mm-hmm. You're not my number one, you're my number two. Yes. Um, this, and I think her whole verse was just so clever and stuck to the, it was so stupid. And it was like, what are you <laughs> singing about? But then it kind of made sense because there were the other girls. And it was mm-hmm. just like, so Jada's verse was really good. Also, Evie's verse was amazing. Evie was I don't, I don't, I don't love you, May, baby. I love you forever, baby, maybe. She actually you know, sounded you know, good. You can she was, it was funny. Just, yeah, it was her, good. Her physicality was fantastic as well. This is where Evie really, really shines, I think, where she's got a chance to show off like unusual, quirky movements. And she's just, I, nobody does it quite like her. Um, and she could really embrace this weird, malfunctioning, robotic character. Um, I, and she just started stuttering and making modem noises towards the end. Which is good. I, I thought she was great. I think Evie was a real standout. Jada was fab too. I did really, really enjoy her. Yeah, and, same. you know, we can't overlook Jinx. Well, she, we can't overlook her in this um, girl group challenge. I feel like she kind of was in the background in terms of like, she just, she's great, but she, um, 
she didn't shine for me the way that she she would. And, and it's like you said mm. before, this era mm-hmm. is just maybe not too jinx. It's not for jinx. Or maybe she this is not something she could shine well in. I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I agree with you. I think it just speaks of the strength of the rest of the group, really, um, that Jinx wasn't the absolute superstar of this this group, but she was yeah. still very good. For me, the Vivian. I, I Vivian and Evie, for me. Okay. So um, if you don't want to, if we're done here, I want you to choose your favourite performers. My favourite performers, um, from this group, Viv and Evie, from the other group, Jade, um, Shay and Monet. The reason why the verb was a standout is because she didn't just stand out in her own verse. She stood out even when it wasn't her verse or even even in the ensemble moments. I was looking at Viv. Mm-hmm. Also, I was looking for Viv. Whereas for me, Jada shone in her, in her verse, but I didn't see myself looking at her in the ensemble moments. And yeah. Jada, for me, I wasn't looking for her in the ensemble moments, but I did notice her more than Jada in the ensemble moments. Um, this group are very smart with their comedic interactions yeah. as it wore on as well. Like, they've had to go up to Jada when she was having some sort of IBS moment. Um, she had to go and fix Evie. Jinx did a pratfall and fainted. Like, the shambolic vibe was really, really fun. Let's have a look at the, the runways, and then I want you to tell me your tops and bottoms, okay? Thousand Dolly Partons, and we are starting off with Monet. Talk to me. So, Monet walks out in this actually rather gorgeous garment, I think, and it's based on... I mean, there's the famous song, Coat of Many Colours, isn't there, by Dolly Parton. Um, she also made a made-for-TV movie, uh, like an NBC movie, um, about the Coat of Many Colours, and um, I think that's what this is based on. I think this is really, really gorgeous. I think she looks fantastic in this kind of multicolored patchwork. Um, obviously, what we're looking for this runway, everybody needs huge boobs and huge hair. Right. Can you imagine when they got the brief? They're all like, oh, now I've got to pay my, for My breastplate's not big they're enough. They're all like, yeah, they're all mm. like, I've got to buy me a breastplate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, some will have them available and some, some not. Um Trinity does a really good Dolly illusion. Now, she's really gone in on the face, and I think she looks great. Um, I've got to say, you know, I love Dolly Parton, but I don't know every look of hers. Um, This looks like a kind of more recent performance look. It looks very accurate to the picture we're seeing. Lots of, I mean, Dolly, we think tight, we think boobs, we think shoulder pads, fringe, sequins, bright colours, and she she (laughs) ticked every box there. Um. Shay walks out. Now, I find this interesting. It's a bit of a niche dolly look. It looks like a kind of 80s look where she was like doing a leather and lace biker jacket. Um, I think she looks great. Not the first thing I think of when I think of dolly. So I think she's definitely gone a bit left field and that's great. Girls do on runways like this. Um, And she does look beautiful, but not the first thing I think of when I think of dolly. What do you, th- when you, when someone says Dolly Parton, what are the key things that stand out to you? I think I just listed them. I think skin- Dolly says, um, I buy everything two sizes too small, then I take it in a little. So I want it to be figure hugging. I want sequins, rhinestones, fringe. I want it to be over the top. Um, and I, I need huge hair and huge boobies. Um, there's a, there are some iconic looks, but I'm just not that familiar with her oeuvre. Now, this to me is an iconic look that I do recognize because this is what she wore to the Steel Magnolias premiere in 89. 
Um, I think this is a fantastic job from Raja. I believe this was made by her long-term collaborator, Steve Summers, who's her creative director, um, who makes probably is the designer of a lot of the outfits featured here. What I love about this um, performance runway from Raja is if you notice when she's walking down, she's, she's doing um, the fingernails. She's rubbing her fingernails mm-hmm. together. Now, for those who don't know that reference, um, there's a, I, I implore you to go look at an interview with Dolly Parton and Patti LaBelle, mm-hmm. where um, where Dolly's talking about sometimes she uses her nails. Mm-hmm. Like, can you hear this? Yes, it's wonderful. She uses her nails to create a rhythm to, for for music. Of course, and then Dolly wears talons. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. when she does the sound, you can hear them. Yeah. And then she was um, she sung a song, a duet with Patti Labelle, mm-hmm. um, that shortening bread, shortening bread. Yeah. I've seen the clip and it's really lovely. Yeah. It was it's really good. You have mm-hmm. to listen to it. But that's the reference she was doing when she came down rubbing her nails together. And it's it's a lovely song and it's just in the moment and it's beautiful it's Patti LaBelle yes Patti LaBelle and two, two divas two icons two queens really mutual respect Raja's look is probably my favourite so far it's got everything the shoulder pads the sequins the rhinestones um, Viv looks beautiful now Viv loves Cerulean Blue doesn't she she's worn it quite a few runways not criticism just an observation I think Viv's doing a great Dolly illusion with her makeup Viv is really good at makeup illusions we know she does share and various things I love the frills, the wizard sleeve, the sequins. Um, this looks to me like a little bit of a blend of like modern Dolly and like 70s Dolly, like a little bit of a mashup. What do you think? I I don't think. <laughs> okay. I don't. So it's pretty though, yeah? But she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's lovely. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the picture, so I'm happy. Jada looks beautiful. I love this canary yellow on her. Um, again, the reference photo looks more like kind of 70s. And, the, you know, the, the silhouette is very much a 70s maxi dress. I love the movement. I love the fringe. I love the color on her and the giant bleach blonde hair. I'd like it. I think it. I think she styled it nicely. I think her hair's yeah. gorgeous. I love yellow on her. Um, mixed up, we've got Jinx Monsoon. Now, Jinx's look for me isn't as elevated as the other queens and she's walking down like she's a chicken with the elbows <laughs> flaring and I just don't I think it's you know it's 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 when someone says do country and she's doing that but she's not giving Dolly. I think Dolly's not that that I, I get where you're going overcharacterized. From. I suspect Jinx might not be that well connected to Dolly and country music because she's from Seattle. It's about as far as you can get away from. She's from the Appalachian Mountains, isn't she, Dolly? She's from that region. Um, so she's giving it her all with the character. I think the outfit's cute, but I agree with you. It's perhaps not quite as elevated as some of the others, but I like the cinched in waist. I love a Bardo neckline. Um, and she's giving it lots of fringe and movement, and she looks cute as a button. Last, we've got Evie. What do you think? I like this a lot because it's a bit of a different take. It's very Evie to try and go for a different silhouette, but it still feels recognizably Dolly, Um, in contrast, perhaps, to Shay, who doesn't... I'm I'm not, like, seeing a huge amount of Dolly, even though it is... You know, she's got the reference photo. It is a Dolly look. Um, I will admit, as we've been going along, I've been, like, doing a little bit of Googling because I'm not a Dolly expert. I think this might be from when she appeared to put her hands in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay, maybe. that's cool. Um, but very cute, kind of lacy cat suit. Um, again, big blonde hair. 
My issue with Jada, Jinx, and Evie is that the breasts... They could be bigger. They need to be bigger. Yeah, if you, yeah. They're just... Jada, they're petite. Jinx, I can't see it that much. And then I don't think Evie's got that much on either. To be I fair, think to be Dolly, a, you need to be comedically a bit larger than your average. I know, I know there's a ton of ways to do it, but it is a bit of a big ask that, to imply that the girls maybe need to get like a brand new breastplate to do the illusion satisfaction. Okay, they don't need Dolly. to, but they have friends. And these are these are the most well connected drag queens more than your local drag artists they have contacts they have other sisters they could have asked i take your point i take your point i, th- I still think it's a big act no big ask. no it's not um no, it's so not. we've seen the runway does it change what we think about the outcome the vivian's definitely in the top my second place is gonna go to um it's between shay monet and evie I, I I'm kind of with you there. Like, although to be honest, to if I'm be just really frank, my top two really are Evie and Viv. I'm gonna say Evie and Viv, but I'd be happy with Shay and Monet getting a star as well. Okay. I the other girls again. We're not going for bottoms, but they're my top four. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. The winners this week is the Vivian and Evie. Now, first of all, wow. Evie in one episode has gotten two legendary stars. This feels very one Evie episode. oddly. It just feels like something Evie would do. Just go from zero to a hundred all of a sudden. <laughs> from zero to two yeah. in one episode. Yeah. Um, and then the Vivian, who's blocked. She's blocked. I mean. I mean, I, I think Viv was feeling some genuine annoyance yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Viv, Viv does, when Viv is being herself, she wears her heart on her sleeve. She's that kind of person. And she wasn't masking her irritation very well. She's um she's definitely feeling a bit more comfortable now in this group, isn't oh, she? Oh, oh. Jinx gave her a little peck on the cheek as she went by. It was a dry kiss. <laughs> that was a dry kiss. Now, the lip sync was a Dolly Parton song. And mm-hmm. I just want to say this. For me... It is no competition. The winner is the Vivian. I'll tell you why. Because mm. I felt like I was watching a Dolly Parton um, impersonator, impersonator mm. on stage. The effortless, not trying too hard. Yes. The, the, the mannerisms were just very there. Natural. It was just, yeah, it was very there. And there's, there's nothing more than I can say, but it wasn't try hard. It wasn't too much. It was Dolly Parton. It was effortless, and Evie was doing her own thing. But when <laughs> you're doing Evie that, oddly. when you're doing that next to the Vivian, and I'm pretty sure from what I could see, the Vivian's done. I'm so sure she's done the Dolly Parton. She well, just nailed do you know, it. What we what we sometimes forget about Viv is that part of her repertoire is impersonation. Mm. She she said this season. She saw Chad Michaels and she said, that's the kind of level of polish I aspire to. But also Chad is so well known as an impersonator as well of of many, many divas. And Viv does share on the regular. Would not surprise me if she did Dolly, although I've not personally seen it. Um, But this was so slick um, and professional. Professional? Professional. She looked like she'd done it about 100 times before. I loved what Evie did. She did her Evie oddly take on a hoedown. Um, but for me, I agree. Viv was my winner of this lip sync. There's no competition. I'm sorry. Mm. It wasn't. It was pure. The winner was the Vivian. And I hope that she is the winner because 
She, I mean, she's won a season with no money. Give her some so money. Give, give her some damn money. All the other girls have got 100,000 grand on this. Not all of them, actually. but Well, you know, some of them have paid their taxes. <laughs> let's be honest. All right. Let's, let's see if we're correct, which we should be. I mean... I mean... We should just do the show. Yes, we have it out. Vivian's won. She's now got, what, 20 grand plus some winnings from that spin the wheel thingy. Good for her. So, I mean... Give her the wins. Good for her. She is cashing it in. Oh. Um, but also, Evie's got two wins. Jinx has got two wins. And the, Jade has got two wins. And Vivian yes, has chosen to yes. block Jinx. And like, did we? Did I need to ask? I mean, we both no, knew that she was going there. That was just obvious that was going to happen. It, it couldn't have gone any other way. Again, like, they feel like the two who are competing in similar lanes. Yeah. In terms of performance prowess. Mm-hmm. Um, but also... Revenge. And also, a like, Jinx, warm in this case. Jinx is a threat. So, not mm. only is it revenge, but it's also quite smart. However, we find out next week is a sewing challenge. So, it's <laughs> like, had the Queen's known what next week was, <laughs> would she have still blocked Jinx? Who would you have blocked if you'd, you know, had you had the foresight? Raja. Raja or Jada? Raja. Mm-hmm. Raja, because I, I knew what she created. Raja created the best thing, not brought with her. She created she the best really thing did. on that episode that she didn't win. So if it's a sewing challenge, I'm always going to be afraid of Raja. <laughs> yes. So that's it. Fear Look, her. It's a great episode. It's been a great time. Thank you everyone so much for following us, uh-huh. um, for sticking up for us on Instagram. <laughs> you know, some people who have a fashion cannot page. Um, should not be taking us. No, yeah, don't yeah, put it out there into the universe. I didn't say anything. Oh, I didn't say anything. You know, it's Mona can, not Mona can't. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, everyone, thank you very much for uh, listening to Splendid Jeansy Podcast. Again, tell a friend about us, spread the word, review us, send us an email, uh, Instagram, Twitter, however you like, reach mm-hmm. out if you'd like. Um, but that's us for this week. Join us next week. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.